This is the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. On this episode, Mike Riley and Mike Ferrante discuss a variety of topics ranging from the sexiness of real estate to should you do rent to own as a property owner to the importance of doing your homework on the neighborhood you're investing in. Stay tuned. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, it's a crystal clear, sunny, cold day here in Cleveland, and I've got my uh, partner in crime here, Mike Ferrante, on the other line. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Ready to go, ready to share some real estate stuff. <laughs> You're already sounding like a used car salesman. All right, I like it. Uh, yeah. I, Mike, I love it. I mean, I love what I do. I love real estate. And anytime someone says, hey, let's talk real estate, my blood gets pumping. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you got to run to that Manhattan. So that's all That's all teed up, right? Okay. Yep. <laughs> you know, I have to say, I've uh, been meaning to do a, a, a podcast about the sexiness of real estate. Um, you know, it's, I don't know what it is about real estate. It just gets people uh, blood going and uh, maybe it's kind of like the gold rush was, you know, in the 1880s. But uh, boy, everybody wants to get in real estate and development and stuff like that. And it's like owning your own restaurant. I mean, hey, when it works, it's great, but a lot of times it doesn't work. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Well, so you're absolutely right. Think about what we have on TV. There's whole channels based around the real estate industry. We sit at home and we watch other people shop for houses. I mean, that's how interesting real estate is to people. I can't go anywhere without people saying, oh, you're in real estate. How's the market? It's just something that has an allure. People love to talk about it. And you know what I think one of the things is about it is that Everyone can relate to it. We all live somewhere. Most of us own our homes, and if not, we're renting or or we have owned a home. It's something that we all have in common that we all can talk about. Right. And they're coming in uh, nowadays post-crash with the rise of rentals, with the rise of Airbnb. I mean, now it's coming in all these different hybrids. Um, Mm -hmm. So... Um, you know, let's just touch on a few uh, quick hitters uh, subjects without getting into the weeds on one particular topic. You know, one thing I've been counseling our um, our clients is to really stay clear of rent to own, um, especially if you're looking to uh, if you're on the renter side. What's your what's your take on that? You know, I think like any tool. It has its time and place. It's kind of like guns. You know, are guns good or bad? Well, it depends on who's handling it. You know, so it's the same kind of thing with with rent to own. I have no shortage of stories about people who've been burned, especially the buyer slash renter on a rent to own, uh, but also the sellers. If it's not done correctly, it can just be a real disaster for for both parties. So shy away from it yes but is it a tool that can be in the toolbox maybe right i i would agree with you i think buyer beware when you start getting into rent to own because it's a lot more complicated than you may think i had this one guy uh, it was it was unbelievable um he uh owned a lot of real estate down in akron he had this one property he got i don't know 10 years ago from somebody who owed him money and they said well here you can have this property and he quickly flipped flipped it into a rent, rent-to-own situation. The guy lived there for eight, nine years, was making his payments, and all of a sudden he said, well, I'm not going to do the rent-to-own, I'm going to move out. Well, guess what? The guy finally saw the condition of the house. The garage was caved in, 
I mean, caved in. Uh, the place looked like a bomb hit it. And this guy was just walking. And I told uh, the, the owner of it, who was a little shell-shocked, and he was in the real estate business. I said, you've got $50,000 worth of damages here for a house that's probably worth seventy-five. dollars um, wow. So unless you, uh, if, you're a, if you're the seller of a rent-to-own, you better make sure that you have ongoing inspections of that property, at least quarterly. At least that's great quarterly. advice. Um, yeah, that, that, that's great advice. Or, you know, have your property manager hitting it if you're not able to get there. Okay. And let's get down to the second quick hitter. Let's segue right into property managers. I know we did a, a podcast on this, uh, the good and the bad and the ugly. But uh, we've had one of our latest uh, clients who just signed up with us. Uh, he's actually, Amari, a fan of the podcast. I don't know, that's nice to hear. So he's actually <laughs> listening to this out there. <laughs> so anyways, but a great guy. He's coming in from D.C. He owns a couple of properties. Um, and he's going through the usual dog and pony show of prop, some of the property management companies in Cleveland, which, you know, really nowadays it's just throw up a shingle and your property manager, and I, I can't, right. I can't believe some of the horror stories I'm hearing from him. Um, so when you say have your property manager check the house, uh, first check the property manager to see if he knows how to check the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what what's been your uh, experience uh, the Cleveland market for for the property managers? I'll tell you, it's one of the biggest complaints I get from investors, both our clients and otherwise. They struggle with getting a good property manager in Cleveland, and I don't know exactly why that is as compared to other markets, but I think it's because Ohio has done a really poor job you know, regulating that industry. And so like you said, Mike, I, I love your analogy. You know, you just throw up the shingle on your door and hey, I'm a property manager. Right. So, so you know, certainly due diligence, check references, um, you know, just because someone says I'm a property manager doesn't mean that they're good at it, just like any other trade. Um, but I think for whatever reason, these investors that have gotten burned don't do their homework and that's why they get burned. Well, and getting back to that, our first topic, which was the sexiness of real estate, there, there's this illusion that if I own property, um, I'm good to go. And then I'll go out, yeah, I'll find a property manager, yeah, I'll find a, a handyman, and uh, I will uh, find a tenant. And it seems like they're going, it's all downhill after they bought the house. Yeah, it is downhill. It's downhill into bankruptcy because... Yeah. What happens is um, they get the wrong property manager, they can't find a handyman, and then the tenant they find is usually uh, within a couple months late with the rent, and then pretty soon no rent. And yeah. then you're getting domestic problems, you're getting squabbles among you know, the, the person that moved in and the boyfriend or slash girlfriend who then moves in with them, and pretty soon the police are coming, and all of a sudden... The, you know, it's like a five alarm fire. Um, and what what the person thought was uh, he bought the house for, let's say, $100,000. Well, now you've got $10,000 in damages 
um, the the city's all over you, and what looked like uh, you know the, the the road to prosperity is now the road to ruin. So. Right. Yeah, so I have a great quote that I've heard from from investors, and I remember a guy. The first time I heard it was from a, a guy in Australia. He was in the uh, either Sydney or Melbourne area where home prices are just through the roof, and so he was looking at, at our real estate here, and he bought some property and had a really bad manager, uh, and you know he, he bought these houses in Cleveland for eighteen to twenty thousand. And when I found when he finally caught up with me and said, "Mike, I'm struggling. I, I I'm not getting any rent. I haven't heard from my property manager." And so he told me about his properties, and, and I said, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, you, you you've bought in some pretty tough areas." And he said, "Oh, okay. I, I didn't realize that." And then he said, "You know, but I." Figured for eighteen to twenty thousand, his exact quote was, "How could I lose?" And yeah. at that, from that day forward, I've heard that several more times. Especially if you're not familiar with the market, that "How could I lose?" mentality. You know, oh, it's only forty thousand. It's only a hundred thousand. How could I lose? Because in my market, houses are four hundred thousand. That's what he told me. He's like, Mike, these little bungalows you have for forty thousand, those are four hundred thousand in Melbourne. So right. he's buying houses for 20 saying, how can I lose? Well, the key is that it's not good enough to just have a good house. It's all the pieces together. It's like having a Lamborghini without an engine or, or having the Lamborghini with an engine but no gas in it. You yeah. know, you've got to have all the pieces to make these investments work for you. You know, I had a relative who I remember was just mesmerized by this uh, antique Jaguar that he picked up. And I, it just was nothing but an endless money pit. Um, I think sometimes for your Australian friend, and I, I don't know, maybe I, we, we know the same friend, but I'll tell you, these poor people just got taken to the cleaners uh, when they invested in Cleveland because they bought in the wrong area. And, you know, like you say, what do you got to lose? Why don't you just flush the money down the toilet? That's right. You know, you I know, mean, that guy, really, this is my guy. Yeah, my guy ended up, he was so desperate to get rid of those properties, he literally put them on eBay and sold them for half of what he bought them for. This yeah. this is going back seven, eight years, but that's literally how he got, he was so frustrated, he just said, let me just throw them on eBay, give me 10 grand, done, gone. Right, right, right. You know, another quick hitter is uh, from our, our calls coming in from investors around the country who are finding us on uh, our Google ads, and then they go to the podcast. But a lot of them are really anxious. I mean, they just want to buy property now. They don't want to do their homework. And uh, a lot of times they'll just say, hey, I'm looking at a property um, on this street, then on this street, then on this street. And, you know, when we're talking to them, we're saying, no, that's in the ghetto. No, that that uh, that, you know, that street you're looking at, they're about to tear down most of the houses on that street. So if you're an out-of-state, out-of-country buyer uh, of property, boy, you better watch watch it because, again, it's like the 1880s. I mean, there are stories where people selling uh, hole-of-the-grounds as as gold mines, and uh, that's exactly what uh, the Cleveland market can be. It'd just be brutal for people who think they know better in investing in uh, the Cleveland market. Right. Yep, you got it. 1880s, wild, wild west. Is that where you were going with with that? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And the the guy who was in the wild, wild west. What's that guy's name? He just died about a week or two ago. Oh yeah, yes. Robert Conrad. Robert God, Conrad. Yeah. I loved that show right. when I was growing up. Yeah. Just loved that show. Artemis Gordon. Yeah. So yep. <laughs> sidekick. Anyways, um, okay. Another quick hit. Um, one of our uh, investors called, and they're looking at property. 
um, that is just sitting there, vacant, just sitting there, vacant. And year after year after year, it's not going to market. It's just sitting there. Neighbors are complaining. Have you see, seen that happen in uh, some of your neighborhoods? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and it's a it's a mystery to me. We see these houses sit and we don't really understand why they sit for so long. Before. They're like zombie houses. Yeah, that's a great. Yep. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. I mean, they uh, we have one. We have about a half a dozen homes in in our core neighborhood of Forest Hill. It's a thousand uh, home census, but there's probably a good half a dozen just vacant homes sitting there. And uh, we're exploring uh, ways of nuisance abating the house, um, taking it to court, you know, just kind of clawing it to market. But those are one of those uh, fruit the trees that are way, way high up. And you really need, you know, almost like a boom lift to get the fruit. It's difficult, but nobody else is bidding on it. So that could be, you know, a very good investment uh, for somebody who knows how to get that, that high fruit. Which leads me to our final topic, which is... What is the best way to buy property in Cleveland for an investor? Go to the real realtor like you, go to the sheriff auction, the MLS. What do you what do you suggest? Wow, what a loaded question. You're asking the realtor how should you buy your houses? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is before so you I, have your Manhattan, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so here's what I can tell you. And like most questions in real estate, the answer is it depends. But what I can tell you is that the one common thread that I have with all these stories that we have about investors getting burned and buyers getting burned is that almost across the board, they didn't use a realtor. So here's here's how I would answer that question. I would say that if you're not from the area and you don't have a trusted team that you're working with, exactly, that yeah. the best way is to buy through a realtor. Now, and again, this is not just a shameless plug for Mike Riley and Riley Properties, but I notice I use the term trusted team right. so if you are working with someone like you in riley properties someone who has a great reputation who's been here you know 25 30 years plus and has an established track record of of doing what you do then it's okay to work without a realtor but if you're in a new market i mean go with someone that has something to lose you know i i can't hide i always tell people look if i if i screw up if i lead you down a bad path because i'm just being greedy i'm an easy target you, you look me up i'm i'm at a brokerage i'm at a century 21 brokerage um, i'm not one of those guys that's going to slink into the into the night and never be heard from again so I, I, I think that's the best way to answer that question. I, I'm curious what, what your thoughts are. Well, I would agree with you about a, the trusted realtor uh, concept. Um, but some of our, our uh, deals, some of that we have seen that have gone south, we did a podcast uh, a couple months ago about this, this bot, the bond traders, the legendary bond traders in London who just got taken to the cleaners. We ended up buying that house from you when you got the second secondary listing, you know, on Chadbourne. And, oh, right. Oh, man, what a nightmare. Well, they went through a realtor. And then the kiss of death, the realtor ended up being the property manager. Um, so I would say first uh, rule, do not have the realtor be the property manager. Yeah. 
Uh, it's, it's like, like having the fox the, the, the foxes watch the hen house, right? <laughs> well, are you the hen or are you the fox, Mike? I want to know. <laughs> but 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 getting back to the realtor, I think uh, first of all, your realtor should be your consultant. Maybe they don't end up selling you a house, but they should be in an advisory role so they can say, is this a good deal? Um, is this a good price? Um, what is what you have to put into it um, worth it? And I think that if they're representing you and they're getting their fee from, you know, the splitting the commission, as you guys do in the real estate business, I think right. that that would be the smart way. But let me add one new twist to this market and see if I can connect some of the dots. What we've developed it at Riley Painting and contracting a 45-year business with over 4,000 you know, customers that we've worked for over 45 years, you know, some have died, some have moved, you know, some we haven't heard, heard from again, but our core database is over 4,000. As you've seen, we're ending up doing private deals. We're buying properties from people who are exiting their house, going to retirement home. Maybe mom and dad died. This, the, you know, the, the the kids call, like and and they like you've seen on Chelsea some of the deals we've done, where we end up going in there and just a handshake deal. It's a cash deal, and um, everybody's happy. Gives them time to clean out. They don't have to go through the the whole rigmarole of putting it on the MLS, and they're getting a fair, you know, a fair price with a lot less hassle. So for people outside of Cleveland who are looking to buy, I would, I would suggest that you contact us, and I'm, I'm going to plug you and me, plug us, because we have a line of houses that are coming to market before anybody else hears about it. And you've seen, because we've thrown you some of those listings. Right. And the nice yeah, thing about, the, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on you, but the nice thing about what we're doing is that we've been working on this house for years because they're a longtime customer. We fixed the plumbing, yeah. we cleaned the gutters, we've done the touch-up painting, or we've done some additions. So we know this house inside and out, and we know the market, and, and uh, everybody's happy. Yeah, as opposed to the house that has a bunch of Band-Aids put on it that has been poorly maintained for years or decades, and then someone goes in, puts Band-Aids on it, and then they buy this house, and next thing they know, it's falling apart. Right, right. So, yeah, well, so like anything in life, you got to do your homework. You know, if you're going to invest in a stock, if you're going to invest in a property, if you're going to invest, you know, if you're going to hire somebody to do it, you have to do your homework. You have to check your references the track record, et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't, you're just rolling the dice. And more often than yeah. not, with Cleveland real estate, it's going to come up snake eyes. So Yeah, seems like common sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. All right, Mike, we'll start get, getting that Manhattan going, and we'll, uh, we'll catch up <laughs> to you next week. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Okay, bye-bye. Right, All right, bye. Thank you for listening to the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes and follow us on your favorite streaming platforms like Spotify, Overcast, or SoundCloud.